0: Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports, as well as anything and everything in between worth some action, and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go.
1: Welcome to the Side Action, episode 23 of season 5. My name is Jim Weglar's a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31 roberts.
1: Follow the podcast Inside Action Pod on Twitter and Inside Action Podcast on Instagram. So uh, it was a weird Sunday without football, Action. I, I didn't know what to do with myself last week. I I watched a little college basketball. I guess I got out. Oh, yeah, I had a, I had a family party. Yeah, I got to catch up with the family. I haven't seen them in 17, yes. 18, 19 weeks.
0: <laughs> For sure. <laughs>
1: Nice. I, also, I also saw Milos, I think when I might have mentioned. I went to see the new Milos, I won't call it a lair, it's a, it's an, actually a home now, he lives out in the suburbs, and Wow. He, he's been, he used to listen to the pod, now he's got that little boy, Is two and a half, and he's living in LaGrange, very nice little community, and so I saw him in the morning, and then I went to the family party in the afternoon, it was quite a Sunday.
0: Wow, Milos is all domesticated now, quite a sight to see.
1: Super domesticated. I mean, like, it was kind of weird. I mean, first of all, I had to show up there at, like, 9 in the morning, which is like, that's weird. But secondly, <laughs> you know, we couldn't get there because the kid goes to sleep from 1 to 3, nap time. Can't yeah. go there from 1 to 3. Oh, yeah. Try to organize it for Saturday. It didn't work because the 1 to 3 nap time. So I was out in the suburbs twice last week. I put on some miles last week, actually.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. At least the gas prices aren't too crazy right now.
1: Yeah, thank got for the hybrid. What about yourself? What did you do yeah, on the deck?
0: We were just kind of laying low last weekend. I think we were out and about, running some errands, checking out REI, you know, got to get our climbing gear trip in, and certainly. Uh, certainly watching some college hoops as well. The Indiana-Purdue game was awesome.
1: I did see that.
0: And, uh, you know, Purdue, they bounced back this week, so that's good.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I actually did put the recap. I'm sorry about that game, but that was that was one of the best games of the weekend. NF of Stan, that was Saturday. We communicated. I, I stayed to the end because I was having dinner with Ulrich, and I'm like, waiting to the end. It was such a good game. Came down the wire. I mean, Purdue came all the way back. I mean, it was close. They got within what two or three or something in that game, yeah. and couldn't quite. But Indiana, you know, finally got it done. And also, happy birthday to our co-host here. Oh, actually. thank you. Yeah, yesterday, was Melissa's, also birthday Wednesday, I believe. Been mm-hmm. a big birthday in the, uh, the household there.
0: Yeah, big birthday week, for sure. So, it's been a good time.
1: That's awesome. So All right, action. we came this far. It's uh, Super Bowl weekend. I mean, everybody wants to hear about our picks. That's so funny, because almost every week, you know, we're reviewing all these games. And now you just have one game. You had two weeks to analyze it, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But there's not a lot of movement <laughs> after the initial move the line move it's pretty much been solid um so chiefs eagles here on sunday i guess it's 6:30 eastern when the, the kickoff is for you um eagles still sitting as a one and a half point favorite the total's ticked up to 51 now i put the money line eagles i don't know run a minus 121 ish yeah you know kansas city plus 100 so we've got the injuries not a lot to report really um you know, Mahomes isn't even on the injury report anymore. He's supposedly 100%. Juju's not on the injury report, so I guess he's fine. McCole Hardman was put on IR, so he's not going to play. I didn't see Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver, on there either. he um, was listed questionable uh, on Monday, but he's he obviously had practiced or something. But Sneed did have a limited practice, although he's been cleared from concussion protocol for the Chiefs. Um, Eagles had a few more limited practices today for people, but... Nobody's listed early in the week. It's just, um, it's like the guys who were already on there before, you know, Marlon uh, Twipolotlou, sorry, and Brett <laughs> Toth. Um, so, you know, do any of these injuries, you, you glean any information from these injuries?
0: Well, I mean, I think the biggest one that jumps out is uh, Nicole Hardman. I mean, I think he's yeah. the one known situation in this game he's going to be out for sure so i don't really think that's the needle much i mean like especially after tyreek hill left in the offseason these wide receiver components outside of kelsey are pretty interchangeable so i mean uh juju had the big game i'm sorry it was uh mvs that had the big game in the, yes. in the championship so i mean now they'll have juju back tony presumably is going to be healthy um and uh, Kelsey, of course, will be out there, too. And I think we might actually see Clyde Edwards-Elaire get some run out, too. He's supposed to be back.
1: Yeah he, got, um, yeah, he came up. I guess he's released from IR, so he's ready to go, theoretically. Mm-hmm. That could be an extra element, maybe cut into some touches for Pacheco, who I do like in this game. Yep. Um, I forgot to ask, where are you, where are you watching the game?
0: Uh, we're just going to hang at home, make some dips and appetizers, just the two of us, probably watch here. I want to be uh, closely connected to my PC here so that I can get some live wagers in, probably second half wager as well. Oh, I like it. So I just you? kind of wrote
1: some... Well, I'm going to go to Foreshadows. Okay, uh, right. second year in a row I've gone. I used to go to my buddy Omar's place, and I don't know, maybe he's at a party, maybe he's not. We haven't been as close, but last year I went to Foreshadows. I really liked it. They kind of have it. I don't know if it's going to be quite the same, but... So the kitchen's open, but there's also a potluck. So nice. people bring a ton of food. They do squares, you know. Everybody's getting rowdy. Uh, they have some giveaways. It's going to be fun. I got a table of eight. Shh, I have ten already coming. I don't know. You know, people are like, Lex, what, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I have a table. I already locked it in for eight, but come on by, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, all work's going to come by. I only stay the first half, so maybe I'll just have a little switch out. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not going to be like – other years where it's like maybe you know i had i was at a party with like 30 people now it's going to be a bar full of like 70 i like it that sounds awesome um yeah and i guess we'll go into the bets in a minute but um yeah i I mean i'm excited about the game it should be a good game i hope it's a good game hope it's not like a one-sided affair so uh, we'll see could be so i was writing here about the handicap and it's kind of like okay i got strength on strength Right? Chiefs' number one passing offense. Eagles' number one passing defense. Right? Yeah. And then the Eagles' strength, they're like fifth in rushing in the league. And then the Chiefs are really eighth against rushing in the league. So both teams, what they like to do, are going to face a tough opponent.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, historically speaking, we've always looked at this Chiefs defense as kind of uh, weak on that side of the ball. But mm-hmm. this year, out of the last several, I think it's been their best defensive team buoyed by uh chris jones the defensive tackle having an elite season and uh, i think he's really the stout run stopper in there in the middle
1: yeah he is he's a really good player and they have you willie gay being back on i mean he got hurt last week or two weeks ago him playing his keys really fast um really can stop the run and then obviously helps in the passing game i just thought maybe if you look at the weaker end of the side so like The KC's only, you know, they're only 20th in rushing in terms of offense against the 17th rushing D for Philly, which we've kind of talked before. That's kind of their Achilles heel that Philly's defense is really good. Defensive line's great, but they essentially play nickel all the time. So they dare you to run the football. And I mentioned that on our last week's podcast. Do you think that Andy Reid will actually do it?
0: no <laughs> I mean I think that he's probably going to scheme up some short passing attack which is like effectively mm-hmm. a, a stretched run game like uh, you right. mentioned Pacheco at the top I think he's probably in line for some receptions and um, mm-hmm. of course they always have Jarek McKinnon in there and known passing situations so he could see him getting some catches out of the backfield as well
1: yeah for sure and then the other side you know Philly's pass offense is actually ninth it's not bad against kansas city's 18th ranked pass defense this is i think where the rubber meets the road it's it's is jalen hurts actually healthy enough to throw the rock Mm -hmm. i mean he's got two great receivers i mean smith is awesome aj brown huge off season acquisition has paid dividends and i got it's not a bad guy they've got the guys out of the backfield i think that this is if hurts can throw a ball that's why i really like philly if he can't then i guess we're going to see you know maybe kansas city takes over
0: yeah i think uh To me, that is the biggest question mark in this game, really. What is the true health of Jalen Hurts with that shoulder injury? Because, I mean, you've seen a completely different attack since he's returned from that injury. They're not really throwing the ball like they were early on in the season. And I think if you took a snapshot of their last four games when Hurts returned, you would see that in the numbers. uh, His passing yards are way down, and really their attempts are down as well.
1: Yeah, and what I've heard, anyway, and what the Niners did, or maybe they tried to do initially before it got out of hand, you take away the middle of the field from Hurts, mm-hmm. right? They like the A.J. Brown cross or the God crossers. Then you make them throw outside the numbers, especially with the hurt shoulder. If you can do it, great. If you can't, you know, you're going to be in this game. So we'll see if that changes. Um, one of the things that I, I've heard, I've been listening to a lot of stuff this week, had a little more time outside of work, I guess, but – as much as we talk about Jalen Hurts as a running quarterback, you know he's a a great running quarterback. He had 13 rushing touchdowns, which I wrote in my article, was tied for second in the league Mm -hmm. uh, with a couple other really good running backs. He does not scramble as a result of getting flushed out of the pocket. He actually, it's all design runs that he's a good runner on. So you're not going to, as much as you might think, well, he's just going to get flushed out and run and create plays. He's not really a like Mahomes, when he gets out of the pocket, he's going to create a play. He's you know, he's really design run, or he doesn't really complete the ball, I guess yeah. is what I understand.
0: And, uh, and further, I'll take it one more step. Uh, he, he doesn't throw it away either, like, uh, like our man Mahomes. I mean, I, I'm looking at his stats yeah. here. 32 sacks on the season for Jalen Hurts. So, mm-hmm. I mean, more to your point, not only does he not look to scramble, but he also takes some bone-crushing sacks as well.
1: All right. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, it does. I mean, I'm assuming Mahomes is healthy out there because he's healthy. I think he's going to be healthy. Um, the Philly offensive line has a couple of guys that are listed on the injury report or have been off and on for the last couple, you know, last end of the season. I think everybody's going to be healthy. So, um, you know, tell me what you're thinking. I mean, I think you're already. I think you're a Chiefs guy from what I understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm not believing that Jalen Hurts is completely healthy. And I think that angle of the handicap that we just talked about is the reason that I'm back in the Chiefs as an underdog. Uh, plus one and a half. I got some plus one. I've got a few money line tickets in my pocket from like mid game against uh, the Bengals. It was more of a hedge at the time, but feeling good mm-hmm. about the position. And um, I think that uh, ultimately it's the chiefs passing attack and Patrick, I like Patrick Mahomes to have a big game on the other side of the ball. So, I mean, for me, just seeing the chiefs as an underdog is a, a, a buy for me.
1: Right. Here's what I'll say. Um, you know, I've written the article. I think Philly's going to win. I, it's game script, game script dependent, very game script. Mm-hmm. I think if the chiefs are able to put up points early on the Eagles offense or defense and make the Eagles chase, they got a really good chance to win this game outright, right? Um, What the Eagles have done is they get a lead, and they just salt it away in the second half. Can they do that against the Chiefs? Probably not, but they tend to, like, eat up the clock, right? And they do it in the first half and in the second half. It's just they don't tend to score as much in the second half because they're less aggressive. Mm -hmm. So those first couple drives are really going to be key for Philly, to me, scoring. If they don't get points on the board in the first quarter or the beginning of the second quarter, they're probably in trouble, and that's where I'll look at the live betting situation. As I mentioned before, I got the plus 550 on the Eagles, so I did not really bet on them. I did do the Chiefs teaser, the one I highlighted here, plus seven and a half, and then I went under the 57. I know a lot of people. It looks like everybody's pounding the over here, even up to 51. It could higher, but I still feel like at some point, I don't know if it's if the Chiefs win big. I just feel like the Eagles will just flop on their face. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's going to be one of these back and forth affairs. But you know, I've been wrong before. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it certainly stands to reason that if the Chiefs take a lead early in this game, I think the Eagles are going to have a really hard time getting back into it because they're right. not situated to just drop back and pass it. We touched on the hurt sacks that he takes, mm-hmm. and uh, the Kansas City defensive line is gets after the quarterback in their own route, or own right even though, I mean, they're, of course, not the Eagles in terms of sack numbers this season. But um, I I have a feeling you're right on that. If the Chiefs get out to a big league, then I think that total's in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but either way, it's still like under 51. It's interesting. I was looking at the betting splits, and this may only be, I I went to circus site. It may not be global, but what's interesting about this game, and I wrote about it in the article, I'm a little bit nervous about the, the Eagles because it's like 72% of the money or 72% of the bets, and like 67% of the money is on the Eagles, which I like to be on the side of the books, to be honest with yeah. you, action. And with it. the total, it's a little bit closer, but it's more like 55% on the over 45%. So I definitely like to be on the side of the books. That's why I'm definitely hedging my position uh, and we'll do so in game, but it's a little bit surprising. I do think the line, you know, it's obviously open for the chiefs as the favorite and roll really quick to the Eagles. You know, I'm wondering if the Chiefs will – well, the Eagles will get bet up a little bit and maybe some buyback on the Chiefs later because it just seems like the money should get split out. These teams are – as much as I think the the Eagles are better up front on both sides of the ball, it's Mahomes, right? So there's got to be some Mahomes love out there. Plus he won the MVP last night.
0: Oh, really? I missed that. Wow. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, so they had the NFL honors on Thursday instead of Saturday. I'm not sure why they switched it. Huh. This was another angle I just wanted to talk about. I didn't put on the outline. Sorry, action. But Mahomes, the last time an MVP has won the MVP for the season and the Super Bowl was, wait for it, Kurt Warner. 1999. Oh, wow. It's been a long time. The other thing that happened was Jalen Hurts, who was up for – Offensive Player of the Year and was up for the MVP. Did not win either. Um, he Jefferson won the Offensive MVP, which I thought was he had a great year. But I think I don't know. I think Hertz kind of got screwed. Maybe because he got hurt for two games. Yeah. Is not any extra motivation? You think that that I mean? Because there's a lot of people. I don't know if you've also ever seen the tweets. Everybody in San Francisco is like, oh, I would bet all my money on on um on the Chiefs. And the Jalen Hurts—if you make him be a quarterback—that they're going to win easily. Yeah. There's been a lot of motiv- there's a lot of bulletin board material for Jalen Hurts in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's true, but it is the Super Bowl. I mean, it's hard. How much higher can you get? You know, it's yeah. the biggest game of his career that to date. Uh, playing in the Super Bowl, I don't know that he's going to get any sort of added motivation from being snubbed on the season awards, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just since you missed it, FYI, Nick Bosa won the defensive player of the year. Okay. And then the rookie of the year was Garrett, well, offensive offense rookie was Garrett Wilson. Okay. And then the was Sauce, the Sauce Gardner. So oh. the Jets,
0: the Jets. Wow, sweep. Awesome. Yeah. Rookie sweep. Coach of, of the year was Dayball.
1: Coach of the year was Dayball. So um, anyway, uh, Ultra Payton man of the year was Dak Prescott. I know you bet on that one. So, okay, so let's go over. How we, we talked a little bit about – you it looks like you're more of an in-game guy for the Super Bowl versus you, – you got some tickets, obviously, pre-flop with KC, but you're definitely going to bet in-game.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of in-game angles that I've lined up already. I like the Chiefs in the second half. I think mm-hmm. regardless of script, whether they're leading at halftime or losing, I'm likely going to be betting the Chiefs in the second half. And right. uh, the total for me is going to be a little bit more of a wait and see. If I feel like I've got an angle to pull the trigger on it, I will. But nothing's set up quite yet.
1: Gotcha. Well, as we talked to other pack other years in the podcast, the biggest thing that people like to bet on because it's a casual better, it's it's not even the size, it's not the total, it's these props, right? There's like a zillion of them. I don't know what the the record is. First of all, I don't know if you read my article, but there's supposedly going to be 16 with a B, billion dollars bet on this game this year. Wow. Uh, the most in history. And I think a lot of it could be this kind of stuff too, where you've got these random props. So there's different types of props we'll go through. There's game props, there's player props, there's, you know, obviously rushing touchdown props. Then there's the random props we'll go over at the end. But um, how do you usually approach props?
0: Well, I mean, I know we've talked about it year over year, but uh, I think, a lot of casual bettors like to bet on overs and the yes props for, you know, bet a little bit of money to win a lot. Like they're typically going to be shopping for like eight to one, 10 to one, 20 to one props. Maybe it'll go to overtime. Maybe there'll be a safety and overtime, but, (laughs) uh, traditionally those types of bets are, uh, they look fancy on paper, but it's not the way that you win money betting on props in the Super Bowl. You, uh, traditionally should be looking for the nose and the laying the big price to win a little because uh, those are the better value bet in the end.
1: Right. The unders. Yeah, exactly. Of course, I've violated that all those principles for my bets, which we'll go over in a minute. Um, some of the ones that are silly that I've heard is like, I mean, obviously you can bet on that. We'll talk about the coin flip later, but it does. the opening kickoff, uh, you know, touchback, you know, yes, is minus 159. That's a, that's that would be the opposite we're talking about. So No, know it's the ask yes, because it happens a lot. Yeah. Um. And the, the MVP props. I mean, Mahomes is the favorite at plus 130 basically. Um. And that was one of the things I was thinking about hedging. I didn't end up betting it. Uh. I'll tell you about that in a minute. And then um, there's some other silly game props that I pulled like, and I actually bet on this one. Uh. Total players to complete a pass over two and a half. So I like it. Um, the idea is they're going to run an end around and throw a ball and something. they got to complete the pass, though. Mm-hmm. So plus well, two, I think I'm getting like plus 215 on
0: that one. I mean, you have two coaches who have shown a propensity to, to run the gimmick plays. But on top of that, this year we have two quarterbacks that are not 100%. So That's right. any one hit could knock out Mahomes or Hurts for a play, and we could see a backup quarterback in there. So I like that bet a lot.
1: So I'm banking on uh, first team to score, you know, just generally. So Philly is the favorite there, minus 113 versus Kansas City, minus 110. The last team to score, it's the opposite. Kansas City, as you mentioned, they're minus 108 to uh, score the last team to score. Uh, either team, I, guess I didn't bet this one, this one, either team to miss an extra point. And I, I'm assuming this counts like to 2.2 uh, is a yes plus three, 308. That's a pretty good number. And then either team to successfully do a two-pointer is uh, plus 240, which I thought that was a pretty good prop because at some point, usually teams chase at some point to go for that.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think I like that bet this year, too. Another one that I've heard, and I'm not sure if you have it further down, but uh, over, over one-and-a-half fourth-down conversions is another one that I've heard a lot about this week. Again, yes. two coaches that uh, have shown a propensity to go for it in a lot of situations on fourth down. So it's kind of very similar to that two-point conversion uh, idea.
1: And apparently what I heard anyway is that uh, Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, he's aggressive on that first drive. He may do it on the first drive, you know, so he might cash in early. Some of the player props, you know, the passing props, these may be a little stale action, so I pulled them a few days ago. But in general, um, you know, Hertz number for passing yards is around 240 and a half. Um, you know, the actually there's a little more juice to the over on that number, so maybe that number's gone up a little bit. And his passing T D prop is one and a half, uh under being the favorite there, minus one t- one fifteen. And then I noted the uh pass passing and rushing yards is two ninety three and a half. And that's split action uh, minus one twelve. You like any of those? Looks like you do.
0: I do, yeah, I bet uh I bet Hurts under passing yards 238.5, I believe, was the going rate today or yesterday, whenever I put that in. I mean, mm-hmm. we touched on it on the top. If you look at his last three games post-injury, he has gone under this number by quite a bit in the last three games. And, yeah. Uh, and I expect it's going to happen again this weekend.
1: I think he's only got maybe 265 yards in two games the last two games. He hasn't had That's it. That's right. But um, Mahomes' numbers, it's 290.5. Is the number I saw. Um, you know, obviously he's facing the number one defense, but obviously it looks like action likes the over in this one mm-hmm. at minus one twelve. I saw that. So you, did you get the two ninety and a half or a little more?
0: I, I have a little bit of two ninety and a half, and then I think uh, might have been limited at the book that had that number, and I put in some more at two ninety two and a half. That's
1: there you cool. go. His passing TD at one and a half is is heavily juiced to the over minus two twenty five on that one. So, you know, obviously, this is kind of what we're actually talking about. The under is plus 175, but it's less likely to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I would only be looking to bet that over as well.
1: Now, his passing and rushing yards is three twelve and a half, and uh, a just a little bit to the under. I know a lot of people like his rushing prop, which is usually around 20, 20, I guess in this case, it would be like 22 yards, 22 and a half yards. So do you have any action on that?
0: On uh, Mahomes rushing? yes. I, that's one thing that I'm not going to touch this week that ankle although I'm sure is a lot healthier than he was in the AFC championship I it's just a, a prop that I don't really feel like is worth getting involved in there's so many other ways that I can make money on props this week I'm not going to risk it with the unknown certainty uncertainty
1: yeah he, I'm sorry it's like I skipped ahead of myself so I guess the most probably 17 and a half for the rush yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that that's gone up a little bit cause that's over minus 114 on that one versus rushing prop is 49 and a half. Uh, the unders it's just to the under again, remember his shoulders still probably injured a little bit. So he's not going to be run a lot, but what do you think on that prop?
0: Well, that's a good number. Um, certainly they like to set up seven, eight design runs for him per game. Yes. And so, uh, I, to be honest, if I was going to be looking at a Hertz rushing prop, I would probably be looking at rushing attempts. Okay. It's my preference, typically, for Hertz. I, I don't know if I would go over 50 yards rushing. That's a lot for a quarterback.
1: It is. Now, Sanders, there's a lot of buzz on Sanders. Uh, his number is 60.5 for rushing. Just to the over minus one. I've heard a lot of people say he's going to smash this one um, because they've kind of been saving in the last two games using Gainwell more. Um and you have no action on Sanders?
0: I didn't bet Sanders. I know that a lot of people have been. And uh, to be honest with you, this is one that I think that um, I might be looking at going under at the last minute. I mean, you mentioned at the top you let, you bet a lot of overs, and that's okay to do if it's early in the week. The key yep. is to wait if you're looking at on un- wait for some of these really popular players like Sanders, A.J. Brown, etc. Sunday, right before kickoff, if you can go over the highest priced number in the market, you'll often be pretty good.
1: Nice. So I'm a big Gainwell guy. Full disclosure, if you read the article, I'm on like four of his props. So uh, Gainwell's number is 19.5 over on rushing or or total rushing. And then his combined yardage, his base combined yardage is 33.5. I don't really like the rushing one for him, but I do like his combined yardage. I ended up doing an alt combined yardage. I know this is stupid. Actually, would have told me not to do it, but I did 49 and a half total over, and that was like plus money. It was like plus 230 or something like that. So, yeah, plus almost oh, 320, so a pretty high number there. Um, I've heard a lot. I mean, look, I've watched the last two games. It's hard because they've been dominating and they put him in. Right. Yeah. But I do like the way he's running the ball and catching the ball. He's always involved. We'll talk about his receiving prop in a minute, but I, I do like game Boy quite a bit, especially if, game script flips on me, and it's Kansas City winning. They're going to need him on the field because Sanders basically doesn't catch the ball. He just runs.
0: That's a really good point. I mean, uh, you touched on it. His usage was up due to the blowouts in the first two Mm -hmm. playoff games. But if they get into that negative game script where they're going to be passing the ball, I think that you really are onto something here. And even without that, I think we're going to see some gain well rushes and receiving yards. So I, I like the price that you got there, plus 230. Right.
1: So Pacheco, I, you know, obviously I was bigger on this before the, you know, Clyde Orrish Hilaire news, but his prop is 47 and a half. And, um, you know, the under is juiced minus 114. I do like the over here. I think he's going to run the ball more, but maybe more of his combined yards. His combines are 65 and a half uh juice to the over in that one minus one thirteen. I ended up I'll tell you about that in the receiving side. I didn't end up getting on the rushing because of Edwards Hilaire. I backed off. Mm-hmm. But any thoughts on Pacheco?
0: Well I mean uh he's certainly been the lead back but I think you mentioned it the uncertainty of having CEH back in the lineup gives me some pause too. And uh I think you're right. If you're if I was looking at Pacheco it would be more in the receiving department than uh, the just rushing yards.
1: Right. So now receiving props, um, you know, the big dogs, AJ Brown, you know, he's at 71 and a half, uh, his reception's at five and a half. So it, it's interesting with this one, he's, you know, he's juiced the over in yards minus 113, but the reception under minus 141. So I guess he's the deep breath, They take some shots and he hasn't been getting like a ton of receptions, even though he had a great year this year. Plus he hasn't scored a touchdown since like week 17, by the way. Um, what do you think about AJ Brown?
0: I think that the Chiefs are going to focus on him, like rightly so. And uh, this is one player that I've targeted to look at going under right before kickoff because I think that his number, along with Miles Sanders, is going to be artificially inflated by the public.
1: Yeah, agreed. So here's my guy Gainwell again. I skipped Goddard. But we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, Gainwell, his his re- receiving total is only 11.5. I don't know what the deal is. Wow. And it's juiced heavily to the under. I ended up taking an alt on this one too and do 19.5 at plus 235. His receptions uh, are at 1.5. And I've heard a lot of people, including the great Paul Charchi, who's like a Hall of Fame fantasy guy, he, they've had this at 1.5 for the last three games, and he's smashed it. So uh, I took that. I actually did an alt on him at 2.5. So that means I need three receptions to do, and that's plus 2.15 for that. So, like I said, I'm all over Well this week.
0: I like it and i mean you mentioned it too miles sanders just doesn't catch passes so if any of these backs are going to get him, it will be game well
1: right now goddard's numbers uh i guess i should have done smith first but smith's numbers were 60 and a half uh totaling you know his juice to the o- or over actually on that one just like aj brown his receptions at one and a half also heavily juiced to the under so it seems like what the books are thinking is that they're going to force the ball to the tight ends and the and the running backs, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, both sides, of both mm-hmm. teams for sure. Yeah,
1: and Goddard is 49 and a half, and he's you know minus 112 both ways on that one. Four four and a half uh, receptions. His is, is marked to the over minus 141. So it looks like you like that, and I know a lot of people are on that prop
0: yeah yeah i'm just following the masses there goddard over four and a half seems like a very popular pick and it's one that i bet as well
1: but you stayed away from the yardage just the uh just the receptions
0: yep yep just bet the receptions i don't remember the juice i got on that one i thought it was better than 141 though to be honest i think it was like in the 120s range might Still.
1: have got it early in the week before everybody was talking about it
0: <laughs> yeah 129 i got four and a half goddard over
1: It's good all right, so now on the other side of the ball, we know Kelsey's the guy. Uh, his his yardage is 80 and a half. Receptions are seven and a half. Um, he's really it's still juiced to the under on the 80 and a half, thinking that they'll try to take him away. Um, but it's and it's also just the under at seven and a half. But it's like one of these things where they were saying this week in you know, Jacksonville said they were going to stop Kelsey and he had 14 receptions for 140 120 yards. So. I mean, I don't know. When I look at the defense, that's you know the, the Eagles defense, it's really set up for outside receivers or deep receivers, not necessarily middle of the field.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that Kelsey is in for another huge game. I bet this reception's prop over as well with some nice plus money and not quite plus 110, but I do have over 7.5, uh, 108, I think, at FanDuel. And I've yeah. actually seen some 6.5s that are still in the market too with heavy juice. I mean, you have to pay like 170, 180. To go over right. to six and a half.
1: Interesting. Now, with Juju back, his numbers, his yardage is down 38 and a half, um, minus 112 both ways. Receptions just three and a half, you know, juice to the over. Um, and then MVS is 36 and a half, you know, juice to the under. And then receptions two and a half, juice to the uh, over. So it's kind of interesting. Like, to me, when I look at those receivers, I know that MVS actually going into the year, I didn't think he was that great. I think he's had a really good year with Mahomes. He obviously played very well last week. I would think that he'd continue that that trajectory and Juju more possession guy, but so I mean who's Bradbury gonna guard? That's my question. Bradbury's a great corner, slays on the outside. So I don't know, like MPS is more of a threat than Juju to me.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think For me, I just don't really know how to separate any of these Chiefs wide receivers. So I haven't really touched any of these props, but I think you're right. It's just, I mean, Mahomes traditionally is going to go to the open wide receiver. And so if Bradbury or Slay is locking down their guy, then he's just going to find the person who's open, and that could be any number of these receivers.
1: Right. Now, the AFC Championship game, everybody's talking to McKinnon. 20 and a half over on the yards and two and a half over on the receptions. And he didn't do jack. Yeah. Right. So and I you know, I didn't I didn't get on that, thankfully. Pacheco's at fourteen and a half, you know, juice to the over minus one seventeen and one and a half receptions juice to the over minus one eighty. So I my bet here is I went to an all total again, nineteen and a half over plus one thirty eight for Pacheco. I think he's gonna get the ball more.
0: I like it. And that's strictly receiving yards.
1: Receiving yards only, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up doing the combined yards, which I mentioned earlier, but I just stuck with the. I guess I got one fourteen in the end. It, it definitely it's moving my way or moving you know against me, but I mean like people know what have the same thought I'm I, I have in on this one.
0: Yeah, I have an interesting uh, Pacheco prop that I'm on. It was uh, Sean Corner, I think. Action Network has mm-hmm. uh, Pacheco to catch a pass before Miles Sanders minus uh-huh. one thirty. So, it's game. just a timing thing in the game. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you mentioned earlier, I think Sanders' projection for catches is like 0. 0.7, less than one. And Pacheco is almost near the two range. So, um, yeah. Yeah. like the odds there, minus
1: the ball. I And mean, Sanders barely catches the ball, so it makes sense. Yeah. Nice work. So how about the TD props? This is there's a, a variety of ways to bet the TD props. You can bet the anytime TD, you can bet the first TD, which is you know big money, and then you can bet the last TD. I usually don't go for first TD. Maybe I'll throw a little you know a little pizza money on there. When I say pizza, I like a slice of pizza money, um, as you say. <laughs> but I am on Kelsey, who's the favorite on this one. He's minus 120 on the anytime, uh, and I do like that prop. I think Kelsey will catch a touchdown. He's plus 700 on the first TD. So I I just did the, you know, check the box. Let's get Kelsey a touchdown and, you know, see if I can get some money
0: back. I like it. Yeah, I haven't bet any of these TD props, but I'm surely going to be putting in one or two before game time just for fun.
1: Yeah, Pacheco is plus 148 anytime, plus 950 for the first one. MVS, you know, Mahomes, which means he's got to run it in, is plus 425 on the anytime, uh, plus 220. Uh, 2200 on the first TD. Uh, our guy, did I put Hurts? Yeah, Hurts is minus one. I guess he's a little bit better than than Kelsey, and he is minus, minus 118 for the anytime. And then plus 600 for the first. I like Gainwell in this one for the anytime plus 310. Nice. Um, he's first plus 117 or 1700. So I'm not I'm not going on the first one. That could be anything. That could be uh you know a fumble or something like that. So I stayed away from that, but I did get in on the Gainwell anytime.
0: Yeah, all in on Gainwell this week. I like I it. I am,
1: dude. I'm all in. <laughs> all in. How about this one? I've heard this talked about a lot. It's the jersey number of the TD score over or under 11 and a half, The number of the score, and then it's minus 112 each way. You know, this is interesting because they like split the baby. Like, because I think, um, what's his name? Isn't AJ Brown's 11?
0: I think. Yeah.
1: He's I think number right. 11, so he's kind of the last number, and <laughs> then everybody else. Um. I know you, you haven't thought about this, but it's just an interesting problem.
0: Yeah, I would have to put some serious work into, like, all of the players and their numbers, and you could try to crunch their any touchdown odds. Oh, this is the first TD scorer, though, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's the first. my bad. Yeah. First TD scorer, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think Kelsey probably has got to yeah. give you a tick mark on the high side, and then I think Hertz is even under 11.5 as well, right?
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's some interesting. I mean, Mahomes is plus but East Fifteens. So you know, there's it's interesting how to look at that. And then I also look at the sack numbers. So this is something that's interesting in these Super Bowls. It depends on how they call it. Are they gonna let it let the guys play and never call holding? Right? <laughs> then then there's like a clean pocket. Um, the total sacks for both teams five and a half in the game, and it's juiced heavily to the under minus one thirty seven versus plus one ten for the over. And we've seen this in some of these Super Bowls where it's like there's barely any sack because they're just letting, letting it go.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's something to that uh, heavy juice to under 5.5, I would bet.
1: Yeah, now KC's 2.5 for the sacks is under minus 130. Philly is over minus 125 at the 2.5. So, you know, there's there's some definite things there. The individual guys, uh, Clark, for, Clark and Jones for KC, you know, they're – You know, half a sack, basically. If they get a sack, it pays out. Heavy to the under on Clark and pretty close, you know, minus 112 split on Jones. Fletcher Cox is saying half a sack. He's minus 360, but I did bet Hassan Reddick 167 uh, at the half a sack. He's heavily juiced over. I think he's going to get a sack.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that one, too. Another one that I heard is the matchup between Philly and Kansas City. Okay. As you may imagine, Philly is a pretty heavy favorite in that market to have more sacks in the game. But I touched on it at the top. Hurts has taken a lot more sacks this season than Mahomes has because yes. Mahomes likes to get rid of the football, and he's got arm strength to get it past the line of scrimmage. So I think that there's a little bit of value there if you look at Kansas City as a like a plus-120 dog in that market.
1: Mm, okay, and that's a two-outcome situation, so there's no yep. interesting, which is great. Mm-hmm. Here's the one that I did. Um, so, you know, Rivers – my only out, as you know. Um, they're giving away a free $25 bet. I could have split it up, but I decided to screw it all in. I went all in, Hassan Reddick, MVP. Oh, and guess oh, what? Nice. Pays plus 3000 So that $25 bet 750 buddy. So you see Hassan Reddick hoisting up that MVP, you'll be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a couple drinks in Vegas, buddy.
0: Hey, I mean, uh, I don't hate the bet, especially with the way that the line, the defensive line, has been getting the headlines this season for the Eagles. You know, that among anything else is just narrative based because it's like I think 80% from the uh, the media and then 20% okay. fan vote, right? right? So, I mean, combine that with the fact that Hurts is banged up and he may have a pedestrian game for the most part. I think that uh, there's a little bit of value looking defensively on the Eagles. Like yeah, it.
1: theoretically, if the Eagles win, the defense is going to win it for them. Theoretically, I mean, Hurts could yeah. have a big game, but you know, it's hard to. It's like last year; they ended up. I thought probably should have been Aaron Donald, but they gave it to Cooper Cup and all. But mm-hmm. it came down to like the last couple minutes, and and unfortunately, they do put it in a little bit before the last drive of the game. But you know.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to go all in on the the coin toss. Oh. <laughs> 25 big ones,
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly. So let's go. So these specialty props, now granted, some of these are not available at your regular books. You may have to go offshore for these things. The coin toss, I believe, is, well, I don't think it's actually Ed Rivers, to be honest with you. It's all game-related. But um, So right now you've got the coin toss, meaning heads or tails, is minus 103 each side. We've talked about this many times. And then who wins the coin toss? Minus 106 either side. Yeah, interesting that it's different odds. What do you think about that?
0: Well, public service announcement. For the first time ever that I can remember, DraftKings is offering the coin toss at plus 100 on each side. So if you wish to bet the coin toss, do not bet it anywhere else besides DraftKings because that is actually true odds in this market. There's also be a statement on that, right? Some fifty oh, bucks. Good or point. Something. I I'm not sure. That's a good point because I mean if you're looking to clear some uh you know points so you can get some sort of kickback or I don't even know what sort of rewards program they have, but I mean you could presumably bet as much as you want on both sides and come out even and just garner a ton of points. So, yeah, what the hell?
1: Okay. But there are I didn't put this on there, there's a lot of I do believe maybe maybe Rivers does have the coin toss because there's specialties where it's like win the coin toss and win the game,
0: mm, yeah. right?
1: There's, and that's obviously big plus money. But, uh, you know, that's, I don't know. It's, it's you know, a lot of exotic ways to bet this stupid thing.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing regarding the coin toss is that both of these coaches are 100% going to defer. So if you are watching the game early and you don't have – four beers deep if you uh see exactly who wins that coin toss if you immediately go in and live bet the other team to score first you're going to be looking pretty good
1: okay good 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 tip of course i skipped this part the national anthem which actually comes before the coin toss um you know i've got it so it's 119 and a half seconds i think it might be a little more than that oh no okay okay so okay fanduel i saw it on fanduel i don't have fanduel account but they had it really low at 119.5 seconds, wow. you know, over minus 210, which was like, okay. You know, but the normal one, I think, is 124.5. That seems to be the even money for the National Anthem. As you know, Chris Stapleton is singing Country Guy. He's going to be crooning it out. you got to like the over, right?
0: With the guitar, too, I've heard. So uh, presumably going to be a little bit slower there. It looks like you could shop around and try to hit a middle on the uh, National Anthem. That'd be pretty cool, huh?
1: There you go. Hit the middle. (laughs) And then the number of halftime songs, uh, I've I've seen nine and a half out there at minus 115. Wow. Um, And also, of course, the first song is is heavily bet. Uh, Any ideas on the first song by Rihanna in the halftime
0: show? I heard on a podcast yesterday, the uh, Dream Preview, that there is some news out there that the first song is actually going to be a tape recording of Rihanna. Uh, I don't remember the song, but it's going to be like 10 or 15 seconds of a tape recorded, and then they're going to cut that off, and she's actually going to go into the live song. So how the books are going to grade that when it actually plays out that way is going to be a difficult question to answer. Mm. And for that reason, I would probably stay away from betting this altogether. (laughs) But uh, I don't remember the name of either song, to be honest.
1: Gotcha. Before I get to the Gatorade dump, there's all these commercial props, as you know, uh, Doritos is the heavy favorite for the first brand to be shown, okay. by the way. Um, but there's a lot of ones that you can do two different brands against each other, which is before the other one, uh, from what I can see. Commercial and then match-ups. I know this is. This, what's that?
0: Commercial matchups.
1: Yeah, no. I like it. And then this is one of your favorites. I don't know if you're doing it, is cross sport props. You know, you've got, I heard one today that this was right up your alley action. It was number of field goals made. Versus number of goals in a given game in like the Premier League or something, and the guy really liked the Premier League side.
0: Oh, interesting. Was that Charchian, or
1: it, it wasn't Charchian? It was another guy. Uh, I can't remember, dude. I listened to a lot of people today, but <laughs> it, I will tell you that apparently um, the Eagles just don't kick a lot of field goals. Yes. And you know, Butker's, you know, he hasn't been great this year, so. Definitely under the field goal total this year, but I mean, these cross-sport props, it could be, you know, points, and I mean, you've done these before, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll admit, I haven't dove into the cross-sport props yet, but it's certainly on my agenda between now and Sunday. Maybe need to listen to some of the vcent shows and pick some up. But you mentioned the, uh, the kicker. I do have a prop on Jake Elliott to go under 7.5 kicking points okay. at minus there 120, so... Philadelphia not planning or at least the market's telling us that they're not going to be kicking a lot of field goals. They're likely to go for it in most cases, so bet him under.
1: That's right. Go for it. Just kick the regular extra point. And that's a lot of, lot of touchdowns to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is the Gatorade color. I know you're, you're big on this. Um, now, these numbers differ vastly. I've seen them in different places, so I'm, I'm quoting wherever I pulled all this stuff. The orange was the favorite, but everybody's saying the yellow-green. I mean, so orange is plus 350, but the yellow-green, plus 400. I heard that's the one. I saw blue at plus 400. I saw it somewhere else at plus 900. And then, obviously, red or pink, you know, for the Chiefs, maybe, you know, for the Chiefs, plus 450, the color of their jersey. You know, they're white. I don't know. What are you you thinking on this one?
0: I heard on a podcast, don't recall which, that uh, the Gatorade folks have come out and said that it's completely random. They have an algorithm that randomizes the color of the Gatorade. So there's no correlation to the team, green, red, orange, whatever. But I also heard that in several of the last Super Bowls, there has been no Gatorade. And I think that just looking at the odds board here, 10 to 1 on no Gatorade would be my pick if I were forced to bet this. The Chiefs could win, and Andy Reid could have a platter of cheeseburgers, for all I know.
1: (laughs) So but just to clarify, so that means there's no Gatorade dump or that there's nothing versus if they dump water, it'd be clear. That's a word versus no dump at all. It's like confetti or something.
0: Yeah, I think you probably have to read your uh, book's description of how they're going to grade this. But I would think it would be no dump period. Yeah,
1: I gotcha. I should have done this. Yeah, I should have cleared this. with. I don't want to do it, though. It would be too many people at the bar. But I, I've done this before at Super Bowl parties where you kind of have like a prop board against – you have just two people against uh, yeah. each other, nice. and it's like whatever. And then you handle the money and sell it out, and you, know, you get people going. But I could have done that for this on its own. It would be great. Um, okay, so you're watching at home. You're making dips. I'm sure you're going to make a nice pork shoulder or something. You're a very good cook. Oh, I like um, that. <laughs> you're going to be chilling you, you're you're early on the chiefs but you're going to go in you know in game you've got some props going what's your biggest, biggest excitement in this game coming in uh for this game what do you want to see
0: wow that's a really loaded question uh i think the game the gameplay itself i mean i i'm not disinterested but not very interested in the commercials anymore yeah. so I'm really interested to see how the two quarterbacks play whether Mahomes looks 100% healthy and how Jalen Hurts looks as well so I'm super pumped I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game evidenced by my overbet mm-hmm. and I'd like to see a show like we saw between the Eagles and the Patriots years ago
1: yeah yeah it'd be fun how about you well for me I just I want to see you know I'm not saying I don't care who wins of course I want to win more money with the Eagles but um, I just want to see Hurts because he's, you know, like I said, he's kind of getting shed on a little bit with the, the awards and mm-hmm. people are beating him up on on Twitter. I want to have see him play a really good game, even if they lose, right? Against, you know, Mahomes going to play well. Yeah. Mahomes going to do his thing, but Mahomes, you know, I question his cast if they're as good as you know in past years. So you got this Chiefs known commodity with the offense. You don't know what Hurts is going to do in this situation. We did see him in the national championship, get pulled for two, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of just want to see him step up, play a great game, even if they lose, um, and then you know just see a really good game in the fourth quarter. That's what I always want to see, of course.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. I definitely don't
1: want the Broncos-Panthers Super Bowl replayed. It was like a brutal defensive struggle and just sad in the end. It was not a pretty game.
0: Yeah, or uh, Patriots-Rams. 10-3 10-3
1: ten, ten, was at the final
0: <laughs> I think so God, yeah, maybe super... we, maybe we'll get our first overtime uh, with the new rules that would be pretty cool
1: yeah um, I know you really want that I know you really want that so, um... so, let's go on to college basketball shortly here we didn't really grade our picks from last week which was a mistake my bad Action, I wasn't in my game but I will next week I think um, we but- did
0: pretty good I Just, think we uh, did. Thinking back, North Carolina got clipped in the last minute because they couldn't make an open shot. But outside of that, I think we won all the games that tipped last week.
1: Yeah, Indiana was good and San Diego State and all that stuff. So good job. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any Friday night action. I didn't get on the Xavier or whoever the hell they're playing. There's nobody. you got to get better games on Friday night action. Come on.
0: I okay? know. It's, oh. it's been a bad uh, scheduling year for the nights, no doubt.
1: Unless you want to bet on the Ivy League. I think they play Friday nights. You no? you want a little, little pen, No quakes, No quakes. Um, so Saturday you've got four good games, and they kind of skip Sunday. Saturday has the four good games. You've got Alabama and Auburn. This is not a football game. Uh, two o'clock Eastern, you know, Alabama's been playing really good. I did get, get to see those guys play this week. Now I know why they're good. They've got a bunch of tall dudes, and they really play ball. Um, Auburn has kind of sputtered a little bit down the stretch here the last couple games, even though they kept it close. That Tennessee-Auburn game was brutal, by the way, on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So any lean in this game?
0: It looks like uh, Ken Palm has Alabama by three. So uh, I would probably lean to the home side here. I think that has been my mantra so far this college basketball season, and it's been working well for me. You have a – a team in Auburn that's 27th ranked in Ken Palm, so uh, decent in their own right. And getting some points at home, I think, would be a strong look. It's
1: probably a good idea. They are 2-1 against the spread, even though they've lost a couple of games here. Uh, I want to see that game. should be fun. Uh, the second game I have here is UConn at Creighton. Um, this is a 2 o'clock start as well. All these games at 2. Uh, UConn is – they sputtered, but they played really well this week uh, to get a big win against – I think it was – Xavier? No, they played Marquette. Yeah. They they beat him soundly. Creighton was yeah. kind of on the rise, but then they, they got beat as well. It's, it's it's tough. Creighton, obviously, at home in this one. They're one and two, their last three against the spread. Do you like you kind of continue it, or do you think they're going to falter on the road?
0: No, I like uh, Creighton here. Looks like uh, Ken Palm has Creighton minus one. Okay. And so I think that's a really short spread, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets lined at two and a half or three. Might be out already, but. Um, Nemhard, and ever since they got Ryan Brenner back the big center in the middle of this Creighton team has been different than they were when they went on that four or five game slide early in the season and uh, despite Connecticut's good win the other 90 gets Marquette that was at home now they have to go on the road to Nebraska where they have not fared well over the years past so give me the okay. home, All right, home
1: he's a homer he's a homer everybody How about this one? Rutgers at Illinois, again, two o'clock Eastern. Rutgers at in the rack. This team you have to bet on. They're a bet on team in the rack. Outside of the rack, they're not going to do as well, right? Is that is that the simple handicap?
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Ken Palm has Illinois minus two. So again, short spread, home team. It uh, it, Rutgers is ranked this year (laughs) or this week rather until they went on the road and lost. Uh, at indiana earlier in the week so i would expect that you're going to get an illinois team who's unranked here favored by a a bucket or two and Mm -hmm. that has been a very profitable angle historically speaking because the public sees that little number next to the road team and they're like oh give me the Rutgers team here so i think the play is illinois
1: do you have any credence that this week um minnesota and illinois had a postponed game Mm -hmm. so they actually haven't played all week I think that's a good thing for Illinois?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they haven't uh, been playing very well recently, so you got to figure yeah. that Underwood had them uh, working a little extra hard this week, knowing they have a big game with Rutgers coming in.
1: Last game on Saturday, at four o'clock Eastern, that I have highlighted is Baylor at TCU. You know, this Big Twelve schedule was, you know, a gauntlet for everybody. Um, TCU, you know, pretty good, pretty good ball uh, ball club this year, but Baylor is finally starting to get healthy. Uh, do you see an upset here, or do you think you're just sticking with the home team again?
0: Well, this one's tough because uh, Mike Miles, the point guard for TCU, had, uh, I think rolled his ankle a week and a half ago, and he's been out the last three games, and he's been uh, sorely missed by the TCU team. So I probably will not be betting this game until I get some clarity on Mike Miles' status. Without him, it's hard to bet on TCU, but if he happens to be back in the lineup tomorrow, I would like them a lot at home.
1: Yeah, they it looks like it's interesting. So at least like Baylor pushed pushed against Oklahoma this week, but you know, they've I think they're getting better. I like I mean, you know, I mean they've got an interesting team, but they they definitely got the guards and I like yeah. them to go on the road. Okay, so the only other game I highlighted was another big East one was Creighton at Providence. I'm not sure I, I was look, I was grasping the straws here. This is on Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern. Um, Creighton going on the road this time against Providence. You know, Providence has traditionally been pretty good. They're not as good as they've been in years past, but they're they're rising up. In Ken Palm, any thoughts on Providence?
0: I mean, they've been good again this season. Remember last year, they had that surprise team who just seemingly won like every close game that they played in. But yes. they're doing it again this year, backing it up. And uh, Ken Palm has Providence minus one in this game. Again, mm-hmm. I uh, it's a it's a theme here today, but I would definitely look at the home side here.
1: Guys, Johnny Home Team, Johnny Home Team over here. Um, okay, great. Well, that's wraps up college basketball next week. It'll be pretty much all college basketball after the Super Bowl pre, or recap, mm-hmm. and then we'll mix in some other stuff. You do want to, you did want to mix in a little, you know, waste management open in Phoenix. What a time to be in Phoenix, right? What a time to be alive.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I got it on here at the TV in my office, and uh, it looks beautiful in Scottsdale today. Wish I was there, yeah. but. Uh, it's obviously started yesterday now, recording here on Friday, so uh, some of these odds are no longer available, but John Rahm was the shortest odds on the board. A stacked field this week, I should add, because mm-hmm. this year the PGA decided that they were going to elevate 15 or 20 additional events, and this particular tournament has a $20 million prize uh, purse in total, and so like I think it's 25 out of the top 27 golfers in the world are all here this week, so it kind of has like a major feel and uh, Mm -hmm. John Rahm was tied for first here going into the mid-second round and I would expect that he's going to continue to play well as he is a Arizona State grad playing at his nearly home course.
1: Yeah and you've been to this we were talking about it before the pod in 2017 we think and people are just pounding beers getting hammered it's a rowdy crowd the golfers get fired up it's 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 not un, it's it's not like the quiet masters yeah. or some other u.s open people are going crazy on this one
0: yeah definitely uh, a far different environment than most golf tournaments it's a good time and i would love to get back there someday and sit in the stadium seating at the 16th hole
1: yeah someday we'll be wealthy enough to go to both events there you go. we'll go to western either waste management open and we'll go to the super bowl in the same weekend and we'll be ballers so Exciting stuff. Um, Well, action, it's only what, I guess I should have counted this before I said this. It's only five weeks. I think five weeks from now we will be in lovely Las Vegas. And it looks like one of my buddies might also be there now um, as well. So we've got our group of four. Maybe we'll meet up with some other people, check out those opening games, uh, March Madness. We're there the 15th in the evening. We're leaving Saturday night. Others are staying through Monday. Check out the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament I haven't, you know, I've just started watching college basketball. It's going to be wide open. It's going to be a bloodbath in those first couple rounds.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be uh, underdogs better delight going into that first round of the tournament.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited. So we'll definitely get more more buzz as we get closer. I can, I've got my deadline for work on Thursday, and then I can focus on my life again uh, after that. And then obviously football season's over, so it's kind of like, it feels like spring's coming, you know, even though it's it's not really going to come yet. According to the groundhog, you got a little sun outside. I mean, it feels like spring, and we've got the, the March trip. I'm I'm getting pumped up, dude.
0: Yeah, I haven't read the farmer's almanac, but my body tells me that spring is coming a little bit early this year. I I think uh, these warmer temps are going to stick around. I hope so. I hope so.
1: All right, Action. We'll have, enjoy, enjoy the big game. Enjoy the waste management open. we will leave some money on that, too. And uh, we'll, we'll check in next week. Follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right, enjoy the big game, everybody. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.